three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. Happy Super Bowl weekend, and more importantly, happy Black History Month. It's February 1st, also the shortest month of the year. Uh, This is your humble... You get an extra day this year. Yeah. Oh, that is true. We do. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Well, hot damn. four years. What do you you know? Hot damn. Uh, this (laughs) This is Hunter here, and I'm here with Colin. Colin, how are you doing, sir? Hello. Good to be here. So, uh, as you guys know, uh, it is February, so we are launching the uh, Black Cinema Showcase. I wanted to do that last year, but uh, stuff just fell through. So we've got a lot of uh, Black Cinema stuff coming out this uh, this month, especially since it's Black History Month, including my first ever review with Mama Hunter. I'm really excited for that. Uh, oh, what did you guys review? Uh, we're going to review 12 Years a Slave because she's never seen it. And oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So won't be the happiest review, but but I'm really excited to get my mom's thoughts on that because she's really gone out of her way to not see it, see it, and I'm so I'm excited. We're gonna talk about that, and we'll have some other stuff uh, for you guys. But uh, this uh, we'll have our best of uh, list here in uh, by the end of the month. What we are having today, though, is our worst of 2019, and. As you guys know, this is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, podcasts we do all year because it allows us to get some of our anger and our frustration out uh, and just rip some of the worst stuff that's come out this year. So I think it's important to preface that we had some really great stuff come out this year. We had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, Joker, uh, just name a couple films. But the stuff that was bad, man, there was some real poop <laughs> that came out this <laughs> that came out this year. So, uh, Colin is getting a. Uh, we are going to adjust the rules slightly. So, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, uh, first off, welcome. Um, if you've listened to us for a length of time, you know any film that's come out uh, wide release uh, or even limited release from January first, two thousand nineteen, to January thirty uh, to December thirty first. Uh, 2019, 2019 counts on the list. Um, we usually have some dishonorable mentions, but since Colin is a new daddy, he only got to see a couple things, so he does have a one through five. So the way we're going to do the format this year, I'm going to do my 10 through six, Colin will do his five through two, I'll do my five through two, then we'll go ahead and talk about our number one least favorite film of the year. So, I'm going to jump in here with a couple dishonorable mentions, because there is some shit this year that just really pissed me off. So, uh, uh, Serenity with uh, Matthew McConaughey, hey, and, uh, and, uh, oh god, why am I blanking on her freaking name, Um, Anne Hathaway. Absolutely terrible, just boring suspense thriller. Uh, You get to see Anne Hathaway look really sexy, I mean, that's cool, but the last 25 minutes... Is some of the most confusing shit I've seen in a movie in so long. Uh, that was that that was a dishonorable mission. Uh, playing with fire with John Cena. God damn! Uh, I reviewed that. It's a that review's up on our channel. If you haven't listened to it, it's a fun review. I just remember sitting there going, "Man, this is just not like why does this movie exist and why is there just why are they pushing My Little Pony so hard? It's basically a My Little Pony advertisement movie." Uh, Really dumb, whatever. Uh, The Hustle with Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. Really dumb movie, like a con movie. Rebel Wilson, you know, they do the whole, oh, she's fat and she falls down a lot. You know, that's pretty much 80% of the fucking movie. Anne Hathaway's doing a really bad, I want to say it's a French accent if memory serves. Um, Really bad. And then last one I'll mention on... uh, uh, on my list, uh, dishonorable mentions is a murder mystery. That was with Jennifer Aniston and uh, Adam Sandler. Netflix movie. I'm kind of giving Adam Sandler a pass a little bit because I remember murder mystery. Yeah, it was dumb, 
but I really enjoyed Uncut Gems quite a bit, so I went, alright, this is kind of your, your Christmas present, I won't put this on the list. They are making a sequel, so I'm sure that'll end up on my list when it comes out, but uh, considering how bad Sandy Wexler and, you know, the other shit he's done has been, this was surprisingly watchable enough, is what I'll say. So, alright. My number 10. Um, man, really did not like this movie. It was a reboot or a uh, sequel that we really didn't need. It seemed like it was marred uh, by a lot of uh, studio interference, including the director uh, walking off set multiple times because of the constant amount of rewrites and all that. It's Men in Black International at my number 10. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, they were clearly betting on that uh, chemistry between the two of them and Thor Ragnarok and uh, Endgame, and they do have chemistry, but not in this fucking movie. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, man, I love Chris Hemsworth. I, I think he's great. Um, but goddamn, man, like it, he's he's a funny guy. You see him in interviews and stuff, and you go, man, he really deserves. Like he would be great to be in another franchise, but Men in Black is just not it. Uh, Liam Neeson, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, he tried to kill K Tessa Thompson. You know he does. He does love for hurting black people. But Liam Neeson <laughs> in this movie was just sleepwalking through it like a motherfucker. Uh, Emma Thompson, she clearly didn't care. She was spinning the check in her head. I thought Tessa Thompson was the only person that was trying a little bit. But at the end of the day, it, it didn't warrant its existence at all. And it's actually from. For me, it's the worst Men in Black film they've made since the original. And I cannot stand Men in Black 2. So, uh, yeah, uh, Men in Black International, my number 10. My number 9 is Dark Phoenix. God damn it, man. I, I So, <laughs> if you guys have listened to the podcast, you know I have a love-hate relationship with the X-Men films. I think uh, the first two were really good. And then they get very mixed in terms of their quality. I think X-Men First Class is still the best X-Men team-up film they've done. I think Days of Future Past is really good. And then we got X-Men Apocalypse, which I just think is such a giant piece of crap. It's unbelievable. And they found a way to actually almost be as bad as Apocalypse. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence has just been so shitty as Mystique for so long. It, it makes me forget I liked her so much in first class. Um... Sophie Turner's Jean Grey, it, it makes no sense that at the end of Apocalypse, she uses the Phoenix Force to beat Apocalypse, but then she gets the Phoenix Force again at the start of the fucking movie. Uh, the kid who plays Cyclops, they barely give him anything to do. Um, oh, what's her name? Jessica Chastain just looks like she's on Ambien the whole time she's fucking acting. Shitty... <laughs> Damn. Shitty shitty special effects. Even McAvoy and Fastbender are just like, oh, we're almost done with this crap, thank God. And just a third act that, at the end of the day, makes no goddamn sense for where everything ends up. It's incredibly frustrating, and I cannot wait for Marvel to reboot the X-Men films and hopefully make them great consistently, because that's been the biggest problem, is that they have not been great consistently. Um, that's my number nine. Number eight. Rambo Last Blood. Goddamn, man. Uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, I am a huge fan of Creed and Creed 2. Um, I'm a huge fan of Rocky Balboa. Uh, not just the character, but the movie Rocky Balboa. I thought I was fucking impressed with how great that movie was. And the last Rambo they did, which would have been the fourth one, was actually pretty damn good. I enjoyed it, but I'm not a fan of those Expendables movies. And Rambo Last Blood really just screamed, hey, we have to have this very anti-immigrant agenda uh, to our films um, to a point where it really was offensive. Uh, the fact that he has this uh, 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 a Mexican, uh, Mexican girl and, his, uh, and her, uh, her mom who live with him and her only, her only purpose in the film is to get kidnapped and tortured and killed and raped so that he can go ahead and have the reason as a big, strong white man to go ahead and just kill a bunch of Mexicans at the very end of the movie. Um, it really made no sense. The whole reasoning for why she went to Mexico made no fucking sense. It's just, it hurts your head the more you just take a simple step back and go ahead and go, oh, wow, this makes 
no fucking sense whatsoever. And the fact the movie ends with him stabbing a guy literally through the heart and taking his beating heart out, I went, cool, fuck this, don't even care what else you have. Uh, it is a horrendous movie. And if I'm Stallone, I would just go, hey, remember how I totally didn't make that movie? It's fucking horrible, don't ever watch it. That's my number eight. My number seven. I just watched this today. This movie was so bad, it jumped onto my list. Um, the Haunt... The Haunting of Sharon Tate, starring uh, starring Disney Channel's Hilary Duff as Sharon Tate. Um, I've, oh, Hil- the Duff is out there. The, huh? the, the, the Duff, yeah. So I have made no secrets about the fact that I'm not crazy about the last 15 minutes-ish of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really don't like the way Sharon Tate is basically a concept more than a character. But you know what? I have to send Quentin Tarantino Fruit Basket because it's way fucking better than what I just watched. Um... This movie plays it all up like a supernatural horror movie, and she's seeing like glimpses of Charles Manson, like he's like a, like almost like a phantom. But she, but all this movie is is her having a big nightmare where she's seeing Charles Manson like in like almost in full view, but enough to be afraid of him. And the people from his you know his clan or whatever are just kind of walking around the house and waving at them. It's this very really shittily done surreal movie. And bottom line, it really it almost romanticizes this movie. I at least appreciate that Tarantino had two actors that were completely you know not tied to Sharon Tate whatsoever ever. And we get to follow their stories, and she kind of happens to be there. This movie is flat out saying, oh, well, you know, this is kind of how it happened. And I went, no, this is not fucking happened at all. And it plays off this whole, can we control our own fate, or are we, like, destined to end up where we end up? And it's just such a shitty excuse to go ahead and um, present this movie the way it does. The fact that, uh, I, if, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but there's that movie that Peter Jackson did with uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, The Lovely Bones. They basically pull that shit at the very end where she's been watching the last 20 minutes of the movie. She watched herself get killed when she thought she was killing the intruders. And I was just like, oh my fucking God, this is so goddamn stupid. Uh, it's a horrendous movie and it's really fucking offensive. Very much like Rambo, Last Blood. And I remember sitting there thinking, why was this made? And I don't even know what the budget is on it. I really don't care. But it gets worse because Hilary Duff was a producer on this. So to let something like this go this wrong and have something like this be this offensive, it, it really, someone needs to be culpable for this. And for I'm not giving her an out, but for what she had, and it was very little, might I add, uh, I don't think she's horrible, but the script is the biggest biggest just culprit of this movie all around and it felt like no one could be bothered to give a shit so yeah that's my number seven number six oh man hellboy fucking hate this movie <laughs> um david harbour man he's in black widow uh at least he'll be in a decent comic book movie because there's no way i don't think black widow will at least be decent this shit was fucking trifling from the horrible C- cg to ian mcshane just kind of being like oh yeah i'm here whatever to the fact that it got has milo jo- Jovo- the, the the what's her name milo jovich there you go there uh you go. Maybe in the worst acting performance she's ever given, which is really saying something from her. I thought those Resident Evil movies were bad. Nope, I, there is not one of those Resident Evil films I would not rather watch than watch this film again. This movie was fucking atrocious. It felt like it was three hours. It was only like an hour 45. It felt like two hours 15, easily. Uh, the fact that they had... Um, the, the way that the rules just don't make sense in this... Um, I, I'm sitting there just even trying to rack my brain. I think my brain's like cocooned itself to not remember it. Uh, David Harbour, it's, it, the movie is choppy as hell. The script has no flow. It's one of the least funny films I've ever seen. I think I laugh more during Roots than I did during Hellboy. It's just, it blows your mind how you look at Guillermo del Toro and what he did with both versions, uh, Hellboy and Hellboy, uh, The Golden Army, how those movies, the sets feel inspired and how it felt like the cast had a flow working together. They had some chemistry. Samuel Blair is really good in it. Walt Ron Perlman. Um, 
But here, it felt like the cast barely liked each other. It felt like the cast barely spent any time together. It felt like this just shouldn't have been made at all. And at the end of the day, this is money that was fucking wasted. So, yeah, don't ever watch Hellboy. I wouldn't even tell someone to red box this. If I was hungover and this was on my TV, I'd go, ugh. Like, I'd, I'd find a way to find my remote and turn it off and just go back to sleep. It's a fucking horrible movie. So that's my number six. Uh... Whew, I feel better already. Uh, Colin, let's talk about your uh, five through two, sir. Through two, sir. What you got? Nice. Um, yeah, I, man, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking through all the movies that came out this year, and I honestly, I just, I feel bad that I wasn't on my game, but, uh, you know, circumstances, they are what they are. Um, but hey, You got uh, this year. You got this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I didn't I didn't see a lot of the bad movies because um, I'm gonna throw out some dishonorable mentions of movies I didn't see that I didn't see because I knew I just <laughs> was gonna hate them. Fair. And so we're gonna throw these out rapid fire real quick. But um, didn't see cats. <laughs> you Lucky. know, just didn't see cats. <laughs> Enough said there. Um, like these were movies that were like, you know, but I, I normally like you know back back in the day I would have seen these. Um, the uh, the John Cena one, playing with fire. Yeah, looked absolutely horrible. It was. <laughs> so these are movies that would probably would have made my list. Um, another one that looks really terrible is um like a spin on what women want with Mel Gibson. They did a what men want. With, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> with Tracy Trog- Morgan. Uh, yeah, and that, Trog- that looked unwatchable. Um, <laughs> and then there was some other ones. Um, and then, and then I have a, a, a category of dishonorable mentions I want to just mention real quick um, that don't really warrant being on like the worst of movies of the year, um, but these kind of fall into a similar category for me of uh, movies that I was like really, really excited for, and then they all kind of have a similar um, they have a similar theme of being drawn out and boring. Um, the first one of that was uh, It Chapter Two. I was I was a huge fan of the first It. Um, they kind of like took what Stranger Things was doing with the kids. Um, they 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 took that and they ran with it. Um, it was really really good. They 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 took the story of It and uh, brought it into the new age very well. Um, and it was like an excellent horror film. Um, it Chapter Two is over three hours long. It's very drawn out. It's like overly jokey. Um, and it just, you know, it, it, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. There's lots of parts of the movie that I was interested in and I liked, and they had an excellent cast of the, um, the adults playing the kids that were now old, um, you know, with Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain, but, um, overall huge disappointment. Another one that was hugely disappointed that I was very, very excited for was Ad Astra. Um, yeah. this, this movie, um, you know, I just I had the hugest hopes for, but again, it turned into something that was just very dr- um, drug out, especially kind of the second half. Um, you know, it ended up being very, very boring. And then another one from the start of the year was Glass. I mean, the I, I loved Split, and I was a huge fan of Unbreakable. Um, but the way that movie turned out was, I felt like they were just in this, um, insane asylum. The whole movie was just like a lot of dialogue, a lot of talking, you know, it had an interesting way of how they, they wrapped everything up and I appreciated it, but, um, the movie was just boring. Um, so I was very disappointed with that one too. Um, getting into another category of things that, um, actually did kind of piss me off, (laughs) is the uh, um, shameless remakes of Disney films. Yeah. And there was four this year. Count them four. There was Lady and the Tramp, Dumbo, and then two of my absolutely most beloved favorites as a child, um, Aladdin and Lion King. So all of these movies are fine, like on their own. They're all done well. They've gotten, you know, top-notch voice actors they basically just redo the story and they have CGI. Like, say what you will about that, but, you know, young kids are, this is going to be their first exposure to these films, and that's great. Like, you know, <laughs> these, these, these are excellent. No, I mean, like, in general, these are all excellent stories, right? Yeah, like, I I mean, I used to watch all these films, like Dumbo, Lady and the Tramp, 
And then especially Aladdin and Lion King, I watched all of these movies so many times when I was a kid. And so it's really hard for me to watch a new rendition of the same thing. And even the most subtle changes, I'm typically not going to like because I'm like, you, you know, you can't like you can't fix something that's not broke. Like, you know, uh, example is, um, you know, in Lion King, they, they change, uh, uh, you know, um, Be Prepared, one of the songs, which was, you know, one of my favorites. I, I mean, I had the, the Lion King soundtrack when I was a kid. Dude, same. Was, yeah. And I mean, like I had the, I had the cassette tape, you know what I mean? Listening to my Walkman like all the time. <laughs> So, um, you know, basically I was like, just remake it, don't change anything, and I'll probably like it. But, like, even just the most subtle changes annoy me. And just the fact that, like, I mean, Disney's not stupid. They know how to make tons of money because they're like, oh, yeah, all these kids that were, you know, obsessed with these movies now have children. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take my children to go see this. And then, you know, they cleaned up at the box office. So, you know, it is what it is. But that type of... Um, those just remakes in general like that um, I'm just kind of sick of them so the fact that they came out four is just shameless um, and then okay so getting into my um, actual five we're gonna start with <laughs> so I have two so yeah I'm a new dad I don't make it to the uh, I don't make it to the, the theater as much as I would like but um, you know I do check out all the the Netflix stuff that is out to offer and you know with the new trends of how good movies can be that come out on netflix yeah you know they you really have to take all of these netflix movies as you know they're you know that they're up for awards well they're going to be up for the worst movies of the year as well then <laughs> <laughs> like you know if the irishman and marriage story are getting critical acclaim then um a movie like tall girl is going to be on my list now this is a this is a weird one that I would have actually took the time to watch, but I watched a really really funny um, YouTube video of someone talking about it, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta watch this. <laughs> so um, uh, it's just it's like a fish out of water story, but it's just so bad. Okay. It's, yeah, I mean this the the girl is just like kind of tall. <laughs> Hence the name. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, that's the whole story. Like, she just, like, goes to high school and everyone's, like, makes fun of her because she's tall. Um, I don't, like, I don't know why it's so stupid, but, like, if you watch it, I mean, it, like, kind of plays out, like, the room. <laughs> like, like, it's almost, like, so bad it's funny. Okay. But, um, it's, like, an absolute <laughs> trash factory piece of shit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I included that one on there because that one was just, like... Um, I don't know. It was it was too it was too good to to miss it. Um, so sorry, I just, just to interrupt you real quick. The synopsis is when the tallest girl in high school falls for a <laughs> handsome foreign exchange student, she becomes embroiled in a surprising love triangle and realizes she's far more than her insecurities about her height have led her to believe. That is a horrendous description, and I'm sorry when I don't recall like. And, dude, we, we know a, a wider range of people. I've never heard, like, a, like a Ugh, tall girl. It's like, oh, you're tall. Like, that's that's a good yeah. thing. That's right. okay. Yeah. They're uh, not marginalized. They're not, no. like, there's no one. No one was asking for this movie. So, <laughs> anyway. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. Just I, the, the fact that it was even made is hilarious. I kind of want to watch it now. Oh, I might please. watch it later. Oh, please do. Okay, do. I will watch it this week. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one I have in here, um, I, I put on, so <laughs> it's going to feel like I'm picking on Rebel Wilson, but like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just done. That's fair. I'm just done with her. So I have Isn't It Romantic. It just pissed me off the whole time. <laughs> Okay, I forgot about that movie. That is completely fair. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say much about it. <laughs> It's just, it's just the worst. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even remember when we ended up watching it. I think it had just came out, and I was just like, oh, let's rent this. It might be good worst of material later on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sure enough, it was. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to take too much time talking about that one. But, um, yeah, let, let's just go back to back. The next one I have is The Hustle. Yeah! Hooray! <laughs> Dude, I almost fell asleep in it. I got to be yeah. honest. Like, it, You know what's the best? On, honestly, like, this part didn't even bother me, but, like, it should bother, like, everyone. Is that, like, it, like the ending is so... Like, it, <laughs> yeah. It dis it discounts like everything that happens during the movie and then the movie just ends. Yeah. Like there was no like there was like this aha moment where they were just like, oh shit, like this man kind of beat us the whole time and then it was like oh no, there's no like second twist. That's just the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of funny in general, but um yeah. Yeah, I mean, scene by scene it, for the most part this movie was like unwatchable. <laughs> um and then, uh, okay, you already touched on it, so I won't say too much. And we reviewed it, and I was particularly nasty. Um, so my second worst was Hellboy. Yeah! <laughs> I, I made it to the theater to see this one. Um, I mean, I don't know who was asking for the reboot of Hellboy. I guess, no I guess people were. I, don't, I, I have no idea. Um, I mean, the original Hellboy is like, kind of cool like it was all done with like really sweet like practical effects yeah um this one's just terrible yeah yeah it is i mean and i and like you said like the um what, what's the guy's name from stranger things who's the, the star Dave, david harbour yeah i like him so that was like uh you know unfortunate to see him in this but um man it's hard to even like really like wrap up all the reasons why this movie is so bad but um yeah uh yeah it narrowly missed number one um but uh we (laughs) i recently watched um another movie and uh do you you want me to throw out number one or you want to go to you want to do yours i'll I'll do my five through two okay yeah and then i'll come back and i'll do my number one perfect okay there you go Dude, I love that list, and yeah, Hellboy. Honestly, man, I yeah, Hellboy's bad because I had it kind of low at first, but then I went back and I rewatched the trailer where I went, oh, I remember this part and this part, and oh wow, I fucking forgot how much I hate this. So, uh, yeah, Hell, Hell, Hellboy's number six, number five, uh, or uh, yeah, that being your number two makes a lot of sense. Uh, my number six. All right, number five. Uh, a constant target on the podcast, and considering Black History Month just started, a very convenient target. Uh, Tyler Perry cooned it up again with number five's A Medea Family Funeral. His, Got, his annual um, spot on your list. There are very few things that are, that are consistent in life. Death, taxes, and that Tyler Perry's movies will be on my worst stuff at the end <laughs> yeah. of the year. You know, I can always pencil them in. Yeah, and by the way, if you have not listened to my review of Tyler Perry's A Fall From Grace, his Netflix film, which just came out a uh, couple weeks ago, I reviewed that. Shocker. Probably be on my worst of list for 2020. Um, <laughs> yeah, pencil that one in for 2020. Yeah, um, this movie was just unfathomably bad. To, to, to the... To, oh my god, okay, sorry. Let me just backtrack a little. To, from... Tyler Perry playing a old Vietnam vet who uses a voice box to talk to them making a erection joke about a guy's dick being so big a casket can't close to them having a uh, a cop pull uh, Tyler Perry's uh, straight-faced uh, 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 straight-laced character over and having a Black Lives Matter police moment from fucking nowhere. Like, this movie just kept finding ways to make me go, please make this stop. And for all those people, because I had a couple people ask me, they're like, whoa, Hunter, Tyler Perry owns his own movie studio now. I'm like, he does. And he made that shitty new Tyler Perry movie, A Fall From Grace, in five days. And there's a scene in that movie where the hairstyle changes from one character in the same goddamn scene. And there's shit like that in this movie. And I went, who the fuck is giving him money to keep making these? It hurts my head. The amount of black filmmakers, I know I say this all the time, but the amount of black filmmakers, men and women, who are out there in film school right now, honing their craft. And you just look at how lazy this nigga's been for the last decade plus it hurts me to see how much these movies make with so little inspiration behind them um 
he doesn't kill Medea, so you know Medea will be back in five years because it'll be like, oh, Medea's like Medea farewell tour or whatever bullshit excuse he'll give. It is it, it it hurts my head how bad that movie is and how insulting it is. So yeah, fuck you, Tyler Perry. That's my number five. <laughs> my number four film, and the reason this is so high is because they made such a big deal about this one original component coming back. And they're talking about how, yeah, the last couple of sequels we've done have been bad, and, you know, we've learned a lesson, and we got this character coming back, and we're really excited, and, you know, we're going to really pay this off for the fans. My number four is Terminator Dark Fate. I, I, I am so over Terminator. I don't want to see Terminator ever again. I'm uh, Unless it is in a Mortal Kombat game, or there's a cool, like, PS5 game that they make with Terminator. Cool. I'm all about that. As far as these movies, these need to fucking die. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger, he is so... He is just sleepwalking. Like, that charisma that you see in the original Terminator, where it's, like, more of a horror film, and Terminator 2, and, and Eraser, and... The, Schwarzenegger's done a lot of stuff that I just adore, but Schwarzenegger is just... He's so over it. He doesn't care anymore. And honestly, why should he? They're not giving him any good scripts. The fact that they went ahead and reconned T2 and had John Con uh, Connor get killed as a kid still. They drag Linda, Linda Hamilton back in this. And while Linda Hamilton is trying, they just give her so little to work with here. I thought the, um, the character who's like a Terminator hybrid, human hybrid... Uh, Mackenzie Davis, I thought she did some good stuff with the stunt work, but again, this is a similar theme to Rainbow Last Blood, where it's so offensive. They have the whole uh, illegal immigrant component in this, where they even show illegal immigrants, and you know what? You know what? Fuck that term, by the way. A human can't be illegal, by the way. How the fuck did I just say it? Sorry, but they have these immigrants jumping across the border. To, America, to the United States. I just went, are you fucking kidding? Like, the movie could not be bothered to not only not be offensive, but not pay off any of its own canon. The movie just changes the rules as it goes along. It's some of the worst CG I've seen in a movie, period. Um, Tim Miller, the director of, Dead, of the uh, first Deadpool, you know, they made a big point. Hey, Tim, we got Tim Miller. Oh, hey, James Cameron is back as a producer. And I'm going to say this right now, for all the shit James Cameron's talked about, you know, like Wonder Woman and like, uh, comic book movies as a, as a whole, dude, I'm sorry, what the fuck have you been doing? I know you did Avatar, one of the most overrated films of all time, right there with Scarface, might I add, but then you go ahead and you, uh, you produce Alita, which is a great movie, but because you can't get your own ego out of the way, you might have fucking doomed an Alita sequel because of how bad Terminator was. Terminator made no money, and that's something you fucking created. And you couldn't put more time into this plot, or these characters, or the action, or any fucking component of this movie. Fuck James Cameron. Could not believe how bad this was. And I saw this at 9, like, 9, uh, like 9.20, 9.30 at night. Didn't get home till 12.30, 1 o'clock. And then I recorded, and I remember just going, it's insane to me. Like, we've been doing the podcast for five years in April, which I'm so grateful for, that our fan base continues to grow, and this is something I take very seriously, I try, I work hard on it. I would think with James Cameron having millions of fans who love Terminator as much as they do, he would feel more of an obligation and a fucking responsibility to try more, and he did not. So, could not stand this movie, Terminator Dark Fate is my number four. Moving on to number three, a movie you are fortunate enough to not have seen, uh, it's Cats. Cats is fucking terrible from pretty much beginning to end. Um, there's a great scene of Rebel Wilson spread eagle scratching yourself, which I went cool. Really need to see that. You see Sir Ian McKellen fucking knighted Sir Ian McKellen licking fur balls off himself. You see Taylor Swift doing this, kind of trying to do this femme fatale thing. Uh, oh, God, that's one of her songs, isn't it? Is it femme fatale? Is that one of them? I think it is. Anyways, but Taylor Taylor Swift just not not doing well with this at all. The only thing that gives me and, and James Corden, I'm over James Corden. 
James Corden needs to go away. Like, I know he has his show, and his show is kind of funny on occasion, but he needs to stop being as many movies as he's in, because I'm seeing him way more than I'd like. We're getting a second Peter Rabbit this year, by the way, so I'm like, oh, fucking great, I get to go see that shit. Um, from the musical numbers really feeling uninspired, and you got some people who are involved with Hamilton, so I'm like, how the hell is this so bad then? Uh, flat singing, Idris Elba just looked like he wanted to be anywhere but there. Uh, shit just happens in the movie. And I would encourage you guys, if you have not listened to our review of Cats, uh, we go all in on Cats and we break down why it's so bad. But just even Jennifer Hudson wasn't good in it. Even when she's singing Memories, she's doing that memories <laughs> she's doing that shit so you can't understand what she's fucking saying and it, it... <sighs> okay <laughs> Colin did I mention you were lucky you didn't get to see Cats <laughs> yeah it sounded like you really liked it yeah correct yeah terrible movie just the only way I would recommend watching Cats is if you got super high and I would say high like don't drop acid and watch this I don't think your I think your brain would meld but Get some people over, pass a blunt around. And, uh, you'll need a couple, pardon me. But get a couple blunts, have some people over, and just roast it. Like Mystery Science Theater style. That's the only way I could really recommend ever watching this. So that's my number three. My number two favorite film, uh, in, a, in a hilarious, uh, I think a genuinely hilarious uh, universe uh, sort of thing. I rented this movie uh, because... Honestly, I tried to watch it once, man, and I, and I had to stop. Like, my brain was just like, just not right now. It's like, all right. So I had to go, I actually had to rent it twice because my rental ran out. So then after I actually watched it the second time, um, they put it on Prime like a week later. And I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, my number two film is The Fanatic. Uh, if you guys don't know what The Fanatic is, <laughs> The Fanatic stars John Travolta as a guy named Moose. His name, swear to God, and he's basically this guy who they, um, oh God, I want to say he has, not, 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 not Tourette's, he, 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 it seems like he's, like he's special needs, but no one is telling him, hey, this is how the world works, you can't just like punch people or choke people, so he gets obsessed with this actor, and this movie, in case I didn't mention, is written Directed and produced by Limp Bizkit frontman himself, Fred fucking Durst. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, Fred <laughs> Durst wrote, produced, directed the shit. Quick segue, by the way. So, Fred Durst, Limp Bizkit, uh, we, we live, we're here in uh, Nevada. Uh, Colin remembers the old knitting factory. Uh, used to be a, a concert venue. So, Fred Durst, he, <laughs> he was in town... Um, uh, or uh, Limp Bizkit was here, I think I want to say, like, uh, when did I move here? I want to say like five years ago. Sounds about right. He was here about, uh, they were here about five years ago. I was like, oh, the 13-year-old me would love to see Limp Bizkit. You know how much tickets were, Colin? You just want to take a guess? How much? $60. $60 for standing to see Limp Goddamn Biscuit in, like, 2015. I'm sorry, is this 2003? No, I'm not paying $60 to see Limp fucking Biscuit. I, we paid, what, 20 bucks to see Flowbox? And that was an awesome fucking show? I'm not paying double that to see Limp goddamn Biscuit. And, or triple that. But, the, the, Fred Durst, though. I know he's directed some music videos and stuff like that. He also directed uh, the Ice Cube movie, uh, The Long Shots, which is so fucking random that he directed that. But Fred Durst, th this movie is just, it's not good. John Travolta, it just seems like he, dude, it, it's over. Just John Travolta just needs to stop acting. It, this is just not, I, I don't see a world where John Travolta pulls himself out of this. Um, I could break down the point, the, the multiple points, the fact that he, uh, John Travolta's character moves, they kind of pull, try to pull some cable guy bullshit where it's like, well, he always watched TV, so that's the way he is. I went, fuck off. That doesn't give him any reason to be this stalkerish. He kills this, uh, cleaning maid randomly, uh, trying to break into this guy's house and uses his toothbrush. I went, what the fuck am I watching right now? There's a scene in the movie where the actor he is stalking 
turns on the radio, and he has his son in the car off him. It's a Limp Biscuit song. He goes, oh, have you ever heard of Limp Biscuit?" And the son's like, no. He's like, oh, man, this is that good shit. And he turns Limp Biscuit up. I went, oh, my fucking God, make this in right now. This movie is so unbelievably bad. And it's on Amazon Prime. So if you are morbidly curious, and that is the only way I'd recommend watching this movie, by the way, if your curiosity just gets the best of you. But, yeah, this is a horrendous movie. And if I ever meet Fred Durst, it'll be the first thing I bring up. Not how much I love Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavor Water. Great album, by the way. <laughs> I fucking love that album still to this day. But, yeah, The Fanatic. It's it's fucking... It, it, it's, it's really bad. So that's my number two. So, I've been talking for a minute. I know what my number one film is, but Colin, you beautiful Irish... Sexy man, don't leave, <laughs> don't leave me in suspense. What is your number one least favorite film of the year, sir? Oh man, uh, I hope that sounded therapeutic for you. I hope it was. Oh well, I'm drinking my Roscada right now. I'm good, man. Go yeah. Um, man, the fanatic. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't see that one. It's <laughs> I can't believe he was in another movie too, Trading Paint. Did you see that one or hear about I, that one? I, I I did not. I I I, I, I quote, that one probably could have easily made lists as well. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But Fred Durst didn't. Uh, he didn't do that one, so you never know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So here we go. I have a feeling I know what your number one is, um, but it's not the same as mine. But. I'm glad that uh, I will get this one out there. Okay. It is another Netflix movie. Ooh. And it is by maybe my most loathed director. Okay. I am so sick of this dude. (laughs) Okay. It is amazing how you can just see how big of a douchebag is making a movie just by seeing lens flare after lens flare and horrible douchebag piece of shit like joke and shit that doesn't belong anywhere and we were talking we were just talking about the fast and the furious movies yeah and i like those those are great this movie is like it felt like it was trying to be that but it's just it's just the worst and i am talking about six underground (laughs) i fucking hated this movie <laughs> damn yeah michael bay um on his new straight to netflix career <laughs> throwing yeah. out there uh two hours and eight minutes of utter trash <laughs> and I, damn. I i i like ryan reynolds too like i really like ryan reynolds like he's canadian he's super hot like you know very likable um, Great Pikachu, you know, witty, <laughs> hilarious. He's Pikachu. You yeah, know, all, like Oscar-worthy performances. Pikachu, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, but I mean, to get wrapped up with Michael Bay, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, this movie is just like it's so so just hard to watch. I mean, it's like I was saying. I mean, it's. Like, I feel like when he was first learning how to direct or when he was first learning how to edit and, like, the dude learned how to, like, point the, the, the camera right so you get get a little bit of the sun and it just makes it all shiny. And he just got, like, so overjoyed. And he's like, I'm going to use that in every single fucking shot I ever do. <laughs> this is a goddamn lens flare. But even on top of that, I mean, he's got, like, nuns flipping you off. He's got just, like... Um, gratuitous nudity for no reason Um, and uh, I was saying how much I like Ryan Reynolds you know who I'm done with is Dave Franco (laughs) really not a fan yeah I'm done I'm done with Dave I love his brother James Franco is one of my favorites I fucking love James Franco but Dave Franco is so goddamn annoying to me I don't know what it is about him He's just like the cheaper, like poor man's James Franco. Damn, I don't like him. Well, hey, at like, least he at least he fucks people his own age. But yeah. <laughs> sorry, allegedly, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, all that aside, I just like <laughs> Franco. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, like the Now You See Me movies, those are those probably are, the biggest pieces of shit. Those are horrible. Those I are will... some of my least favorites of all time. That is completely fair. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else. I don't know what to say about Six Underground. Like, it's just, it's just, you know, it's Transformers but cars. Um, but yeah, you like we we were tra- we were actually just talking about this. How like what's the difference between you know a Michael Bay Transformers movies and these Fast and Furious movies that I actually end up liking? It's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just the subtleties. It's like you can see Michael Bay written all over his films. Like, there's just something that I just can't stand about the guy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, it, uh, you just saw the new Bad Boys uh, movie. I which did. He, he did not direct. He did this instead, which went straight to Netflix. And I'm just like, well, you know, at least these are going to just to Netflix now. But I'm sure he's getting paid a shitload of money for it. The budget was $150 million. I mean, that's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> so, I mean... I don't know. This is like this is the one where I watched and it truly pissed me off. So I was like, I'm gonna, you know what? This goes above Hellboy. I'm gonna throw it at number one. That's so, fair. There you go. That was that was mine. I, so I have not watched Six Underground yet. I have oh, heard God. it's not good, and no, I'm it's very, fucking horrible. Okay, so I will watch Six Underground and I'll watch Tall Girls. <laughs> I will watch both because yeah. I'm I'm very have curious. You, have yourself have yourself a Netflix treat. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, dude, that would probably be me after Monday. I was like, I just want to laugh at something and how dumb it is. So I'll probably watch those back to back. Oh, but oh yeah, at least Tall Girl I can like laugh at. Like Six Underground, I just like shaking my head. That that's fair. And I will say, I did watch the trailer. And I just went what <laughs> like multiple times. So uh, yeah, that's that's completely fair. But all right, uh, it's my it's my turn. It's my turn. My number one. So. If you guys have listened to the podcast all year, you probably know my number one film is. Um, this is a, a review I did solo. I Does it start with a U? It does indeed. Um, I, I'll be honest, this might be my least favorite film in the last five years. Like, I... The last... And I'm sure there have been times before this, but the, the, the time off the top of my head... I'm thinking about something that pissed me off this bad is when I saw Bucky Larson born to be a star and I remember just going like cinema's dead why the fuck is this even like any in any theater right now um I remember just being so angry really just I remember just screaming at multiple points at how pissed off I was um the my least favorite film of 2019 it's unplanned this film <sighs> so I went an hour. I think I was like 59 minutes, something like that. I went damn near an hour reviewing this by myself, talking about how terrible and irresponsible and how downright shameful and uh, propag- how this is just a giant propaganda machine. Um, this movie, because I went down a rabbit hole of this movie, so I did not see this in theaters. I had to seek this out, which was even more, un- uh, which is even more frustrating. Um, there is a point in this film where she has had, she's taking the abortion pill, and she's walking, and just basically a blob of basically hamburger meat just falls out of her vagina and they're just like this is what happens when you have an abortion i was like first off no it's it's not actually at all and the movie has this point where the doc the doctor who's giving an abortion puts like this instrument up the lady's hoo-ha and he's going towards the baby and the baby's like scooting away from the instrument like no and the baby's like eight weeks old i went that's not how this works no 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 and the movie just keeps doing bullshit like that and i will say this until i'm blue in the goddamn face first off not a man like i fully acknowledge i'm a dude my opinion on this issue really means jack and shit i fully acknowledge that but the way that we have men who are dictating what women can do with their bodies, which this movie at no point has the balls to even bring up. Two, they never acknowledge rape as a scenario. They refuse because, you know, no one ever gets raped. You know, you just have to pray it away. Um, This movie's fucking irresponsible. And the more I watched it, Colin, you've known me for, oh my God, you've known me 20 years, man. When is the last time you can honestly think, and we lived together for a couple years too, when was the last time you can think of when I actually had to pause a movie and go get booze to actually finish it? 
Oh, uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had to do that with this movie. I was so actually upset my face was hurting. So I had to legit pause the movie, went up to Smith's, grabbed some rum, came back down, poured a drink, and then finished the movie. And I wasn't even halfway through it. Th- this movie is just goddamn irresponsible. And the fact that there are churches who are like, you need to go see this movie. No, you don't. You absolutely fucking don't. You're a fucking adult. Even if you're not an adult, you're dealing with an adult thing. Go ahead and get both sides. Make your own decision. That It's your body, your choice. Make the choice yourself. But goddamn, this movie just has this. And the line in this movie that, as a dude, genuinely angered me to a point I could not see straight. They had this guy, because, you know, they have the... The, the classic people out there after signs and like, ah, oh, it's murder. And da, 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 da. They had this one guy go, it doesn't matter what you do in your life. It doesn't matter what good you'll do. You'll always be a murderer to your child. And I remember going, wow. And no one says shit to him. He just gets away if it's got free. And this is not even including the flat fact that the one woman of color they have who shows up to the abortion center not only shows up looking, as the kids say, ratchet AF, she goes ahead and brings her three-year-old child with her to the abortion clinic, and they cut outside the abortion clinic, and there are protesters outside, including some of her family, and Colin, do you know what they do? You don't? I'll tell you. They have the whole, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, don't do it. Oh, Lord, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, my fucking God. The one person of color, and they had to give us that stereotype. And the movie expects me to take it seriously. No, fuck you. Fuck you kindly. And this came out in March. Uh, I saw this, oh, when this come out in video. I think this came out in September. This has been locked at my number one since September. I, there's never, because I had a couple people ask, like, oh, what's your number one? I'm like, oh, I have it. And they're like, yeah, it's not, it's not even November. Yeah, I have it. It was locked in way before anything else locked in. I've redone my list, my worst of list, at least 12 times. Unplanned has never moved from number one. It has been locked and loaded at number one since I saw it. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you think this movie is good or you think it's portraying a good message, we try to be somewhat civil on the podcast, I think. Um, yeah, no, no, none of that here. If you think this movie is good, right, or in any way the way it portrays women is correct, you're a fucking moron and i cannot okay let me say a little louder for the people in the back if you think this movie is right correct or in the way it portrays women is accurate you are a fucking moron i hate this movie so much and if i ever meet anyone associated with this movie i'll tell them they're full of shit and they should be ashamed of themselves i cannot understand how this movie got made it actually pisses me off that we're in this era where people go, yep, this totally flies. Um, by the way, because I know some people might even point to this, um, it's a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, the critic score, which is way too fucking high, my, my ad. It should be like at 4%. But the audience score is 90%. So I'm sure some people go, well, Hunter, why is that 90% for the, uh, for the users? First off, if you look under the audience score... So many audience reviews are like, oh yeah, I'm excited to see this. It's not actually talking about the movie. Very few of the actual film uh, of the actual reviews are talking about the actual movie. They're talking about the concept, which just goes forward again with the political bullshit that this movie is trying to peddle. It is a dog shit movie and there's not enough words in the English language to talk about how wrong it is. Whew. So yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was, a, that, was, that was a passionate review. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, and like I said, if you have not listened to the review, I highly recommend you do because uh, it, it's still one of my favorite ones. I, I genuinely love that review, and I stand by everything I say in it. Um, so do you uh, plan on moving to Alabama anytime soon? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, yeah, it didn't sound like it. Or, or Louisiana. Yeah, just got to go out there too. Uh, yeah, man. This is... 
this is a bad movie. By the way, the the girl who plays Abby Johnson, who's the one who had the big uh, turn, uh, j just just a one little plot thing I'll point out here outside of what I just went through. Uh, Abby Johnson, fun fact, uh, the whole abortion that uh, she claimed she saw that made her turn towards the light. Fun fact, if you look through public record, because, you know, it is Planned Parenthood, they have to keep records of all that stuff. There is no public record of even the month she says she claimed that abortion. Just going to point that out. And if you go down a rabbit hole like I did, you will find so many inaccuracies with what Abby Johnson uh, said happened. It's kind of amazing. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't... I'm trying to think. I would tell someone to watch this if they found a copy on the street. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even say pay for this because honestly, I don't like. I was upset. I had to pay money to rent this. I think I paid five bucks to rent it, which means this movie made money off me, which is very upsetting. But I would like to think that hopefully, what people saw or people heard made them go, "Oh yeah, I don't need to see this." But uh, yeah, man, I. I yeah, Unplanned is really bad. It's a really bad movie. But, uh, yeah, man, dude, I feel better. I'm not gonna lie. I feel... Like... <laughs> Got it all out. Yeah, I mean, you know, until until I see Birds of Prey this week, maybe? We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the, the reviews, the social media response has been good, but, I mean, it was good for Aquaman, so, I mean, eh, who knows, but... Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I feel better, because, yeah, man, Unplanned was just here's the thing, man, and, and, I, and I think we say, as much as we fuck around and smoke and all that, we really do have a passion for film. We really do love doing this. I love talking to you. I hope it's vice versa, too. But I just want people to try, like, just try a little bit. I mean, I feel like this year is starting off kind of weird because we get Birds of Prey this week. Then we get Sonic the Hedgehog, which I am insanely curious on how that's gonna go. Um, and then we really don't have anything until anything super high of note until uh, uh, No Time, No Time to Die, the new Bond film, and that's a April, I want to say. So I mean, we kind of go through almost like a couple months, like just kind of almost a drought. So mm -hmm. I'm really curious what about how Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I, dude, I'm excited for Sonic. I hope it's good, but it's a, but it's a video game movie, so I know. Well, they 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 fixed the uh, CGI, which, which was unfortunate because it was on the path to being like on this list for 2020. Dude, <laughs> if yeah. it was gonna look like it did, because it was like some cats level shit. Dude, it looked really bad, so I'm very happy I at least did that. But, um, yeah, I mean. <sighs> This is going to be a very interesting year in, in film. It seems like it's kind of not slowing down, uh, but the movie I will say my most anticipated film uh, uh, for this year, uh, I would probably say Gun My Head would be uh, would be fucking uh, uh, Tenet, the new uh, Nolan movie. Oh, wait, what's that one? Uh, 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 it's called t uh, Tenet. Oh yeah, I um, yeah I remember seeing that that trailer, um, and before whatever movie we saw last, yeah yeah, yeah I'm really excited to see that. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I'm really excited for. Uh, I mean I'm excited for Black Widow obviously, but I'm excited for Dune too. That comes out in December and that's got like an all star fucking cast. So um, actually you know what? So I replace. So actually it goes Tenet for me. And then Last Night in Soho, because that's a new Edgar Wright movie. And that's a fucking horror movie. So I'm excited for that shit. So, yeah, it probably goes to those top three for me. But, yeah, I mean, this year in film seems like it's going to be a little slower, which I don't mind, because it feels like this past year was just, um, and I mean this kind of respectfully, it was just it was just a lot. There was a lot happening this year. So if we get if we kind of get a more slow down pace on films this year, I'm good with that. I'd like to see some more indie shit. So, you know. But, uh, whew. Colin, how you feel, man? I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for uh, excited for some more movies this year. Yeah, man. I mean, off we the still got our best of list coming up. We do. Yeah, man. I uh, I uh, I'm actually I just watched Parasite uh, this past week. I'm actually oh yeah, gonna... I need to watch that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Uh, 
but uh, uh, to talk about that. But guys, what was your worst film of 2020? Because I've heard some people. And by the way, if you're one of those, like I had to kind of go off on someone the other night because they're talking about like Joker's the worst film I saw last this year. I'm like, you clearly saw nothing because if that's your worst movie, I almost envy you because it's it's yeah, it. Come on, people, like let, let, let's calm down. But um, God. God, I hate Unplanned. Sorry, I just like I had the I had the cast list up, and I was like, "Ugh, you assholes!" Just fucking hate this movie. <laughs> but uh, guys, what's your worst film of twenty twenty? Let us know. What you uh, let us know. I'm really curious to get people's thoughts. Uh, go ahead and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. Follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. You can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill. And you can go ahead and follow us, uh, like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll have, uh, I'll have a couple reviews up this week for some of the best of uh, nom- nominees. I'll have a review up for The Irishman. I'm, I uh, got that finished. I'm ready to record it. Just got to get that done. Have a review up as well for Parasite. And uh, I will be going, uh, I will have a, uh, my thoughts on the Oscars next Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to record right after the Oscars and just kind of break down what, uh, what happened, what won, what should have won. And uh, we'll also have a review up this weekend for Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of Harley Quinn, which it's getting good social media buzz. Hopefully it's good because I just I, I don't want to sit through any more bad DC movies. I'm just over it. Uh, <laughs> I just yeah. But Crisis on Infinite Earths was good, so hopefully this is good too. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support. We'll talk to you guys soon. Go Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs>